0: Welcome to Zithaholics, this is your host, David Duncan, and with me, No Brian. He's over in Europe today. Today we have uh, Jeff Heller, uh, who is of uh, Screen Radar, and we've got Captain Stuart Foley from Trekyards. Thank you both for joining me today.
1: Thank you Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's a good good time. It's been a while since we've had both you, both you guys on. Stuart's first time in video, though.
2: Wow, uh, yeah, considering do video, like, multiple times a day <laughs> on uh, Trek Yards over on YouTube. It's not my first time on video, but with you guys, yes. Oh, yes. I've been on the we, yes. podcast for, for, a first, few times.
0: So. You've been on Synthaholic. We were, we were strictly audio before episode 300, <laughs> and now we've gone into the video realm, uh, 301 uh, onwards. So first time yes. you joining us in video, but you are all over YouTube for many years and in Trek Yards. You guys specialize on ships and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so, just celebrated our
2: eight-year anniversary, like, a few days ago. So, oh, wow. eight years on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Congratulations, guys. That's that's, that's awesome.
1: No, I should know, my my knowledge of, of, of Trek is not quite as encyclopedic as, as both of yours. Uh, but I'm happy to be along for the ride. I'm a big fan, so this is uh, I'm excited to be back. This is my third or fourth time on the show now. So uh, thanks for having me back, David.
0: Yeah, at, at least and you've I mean you've always had really insightful you know ideas when we talk about Star Trek before in the past. So uh, it's always good to have a uh, you know good good fans of the show. I'm just happy
1: to, to have a reason to wear my my uh, my my Trek. Uh... Free cereal box shirt. So. Yeah, free, and I yeah, got my Car-
0: my Cardassian shirt, keeping up with the Cardassians.
1: Nice. <laughs> I got my Red Alert Red shirt alert. on. Nice.
0: <laughs> yes. For audio listeners out there, you're missing out. So we're, we're flashing everyone right now, but all right. <laughs> it's all good. Um, before we get into Strange New Worlds, uh, in, in Star Trek news, I believe the big thing is the Star Trek Season 3 of Picard, uh, that they've released a newish trailer. It's about like a week and a half, two weeks old at this point. Uh, thoughts what do you guys think
2: uh, well we actually know a lot of people behind the scenes on that show and we've heard things over the last year um, leading up to it so we, we have a pretty good knowledge of what's going on with season 3 which we can't talk about which is a shame that's frustrating uh, but seeing the trailer was good there's a lot of good stuff especially for trek yards because we like the ships and the tech sure. There'll be lots of ships it's going to be very trek yards friendly if you will um, so we're excited for that, but it, it kind of... When I saw the trailer, the first thing that went through my mind is turn on a light. It's so dark. Everything <laughs> they film is so dark. And I heard from one of the people behind the scenes, it's like, you know why it's dark? Like, no, why? Because not everything looks great when it's well lit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <So> they're they're
2: <laughs> using the dark to hide some of I, their
1: odds, I guess. That's fair.
2: Oh, no, so do it. you
1: think... Do you think that they I mean there was a lot of backlash from season one that it it wasn't really quite what people were looking for? I think they they kind of made up for it a little bit in season two. Do you think they're they're over course correcting as far as fan you know giving the fans what they want for season three? I don't think so a lot of people throw out fan service like it's a bad thing. it's not that's why so I potentially didn't use that word because yeah. of that, but um, I feel as if i personally i mean this is kind of what I think we wanted out of season one. Um, but I'm curious as to if you guys think that maybe they're giving it a little too much.
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm, I still know the whole story, obviously, or the whole season arc. But um, from what I do know, there is a lot of what could be considered fan service in there. But um, just give us a good story with the characters with the we know and want to we care about. You know, like everybody from season one of Picard is gone now, except for Raffi. Um, so. Just thought that was an odd choice for them to make. But yeah, they should have started with this season, the way they're structuring it, I think, and just have like a TNG season eight, essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, but I don't know why they did what they did. Tried something and just ignore it. Oh Scotsman, yeah. There you go. That's the answer.
0: I the the biggest thing that worries me from from the trailer, I mean it looked great. Like you get to see the Odyssey class, you know, Enterprise F, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like the the, I guess, new Connie that is the Titan A, which was really awesome. Um, right. <clears throat> Picard season one and two has is, is set a precedent for that. You, we bring back old characters just to kill them, basically, because we've got Hugh, Icheb, um who else returned in season one? Well, Data. They killed, they, just, they brought him back just to murder them uh, in, uh-huh. in the season. Um, uh, what's his name? Like, Measure of a Man guy. Um, Maddox, they, they brought oh, him back. Yeah. Like They just bring all these characters back and they just kill them. Boom, boom, boom. Episode in season two. Let's bring back Q. Let's kill Q. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, are we bringing back the entire TNG cast just to murder all of them too? Come all out. <laughs> uh, I hope not. I mean,
1: uh, I, mean I, think, I, I,
0: think, <laughs> I think one of them might die. Well, um, I mean, I kind of,
1: they're shoehorning in lore just to get Spiner back in the show. Um, so that's, I'm a little hesitant about that, to be excited about that. But, you know, I mean, are they going to kill him again? Are, are we going to see Spiner die for the fifth time?
0: Mm-hmm. Why not? Is what, it why not? Is
2: is it lore? I know Geordi says at the end of the trailer, lore. It could be AI soon, like we saw in Season 2.
0: Before. It could be b
2: reassembled. Yeah, be before reassembled. Yeah, before uh, reassembled. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it could be lore, like, it, there's so many possibilities. It could be lore that's kind of,
0: what, if what it's... reason it's look... What, what if, if it's Robot Soji any... 3 reassembled paint and exactly. a- a- to- to make the look like Brent Spiner? Yeah. There Somebody we go. Says not,
2: it, it can't be lore because lore hates humans. Why would he make himself age and look more human? Yeah, we and look human, more human. Right? Right? I mean, right. Despite Data. Because he found, probably found a way to do it, and he knew Data wanted to be more human. So just despite Data, he did it. Could be that there's a real turnaround for lore in this season, and he actually, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen?
0: And we got Moriarty back. That's just like another thing. You're just is like what? <laughs> Why? I mean, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I he just great. I, like, that seemed oh, like an odd choice to me as well. But I again, mean, you know, who knows? Who, who I love
0: Moriarty. He's great. But it's just like it's just like on a season that's going to be like I guess more of a, a you know a story arc instead of just a bunch of random episodes like Star Trek typically is or yeah. was before the new uh, regime of Star Trek anyway uh, it, for them to like just bring him back like it, it, I saw an interview with him it sounds like he's only in one episode so I guess it is a one off episode I don't know
1: I hope, so. Jeez, I hope it's not the focal point of the season I, I, I
0: mean it's gotta be right it's Moriarty like, <laughs> right. <laughs> there's yeah, no data from the one. fight against yeah.
2: I, don't, I don't know I don't know really I'm not really stoked about the new villain, either. I mean, yeah, she's played by Christopher, you know, Lee's daughter, um, which is kind of poetic, because he was the last villain in the original set of movies. Right. Um, yeah. With Chang, and now she's...
0: Yeah, Christopher but, Plummer, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, buy a comb, lady. I'm sorry. You look like <laughs> you look like Frau from the Austin Powers.
0: I was thinking there... she she looked more like, uh, what's-his-face from Star Trek Insurrection with a, the stretched face? <laughs> I can't even uh, think yeah, of his I name right now. Name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she just looks like him natural, all naturally. Uh, I don't know. It was like, uh, I, it's just, it's just, a, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping for like something. Like, if she's going to be the main bad guy, it's a little bit disappointing. Cause like, who, who is she? Is she just someone Picard wronged? I've seen like memes of like Damon box coming back. We're coming back for you, Picard.
2: Maybe she's just the villain in the first few episodes. And maybe it's very, just kind of a red herring in the trailer. Maybe who knows?
0: I mean, I mean, like the way season two ended, like the like it seems like some big things coming back. Like I was hoping that was calling back to the end of season one, where we've got like the the robots make the phone call to their other robot overlords who were, like, way more advanced and been around for forever, they don't come through the door. They can't do Caller ID to come back through for whatever reason. Maybe now they've established Caller ID and that's what the Borg are sensing. Like, I was kind of hoping we'd finally circle back around to that plot, because that plot went nowhere in Season 1. It's like they brought this giant into the world cataclysmic stuff, and then it just, it's over. You know what? I'm
1: around to them. I don't think they will bring that back to be honest with you.
2: It doesn't seem like it. No. I don't think they will, but, I mean, there's a possibility. Uh, don't forget the end of Season 2 with the, the big new threat that the Borg are well,
0: that That's what I was thinking. Maybe that maybe right. that's tying back into Season 1? I, I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it's hard to tell. I mean, it would be nice since they said they planned all three seasons, like, ahead of time. Like, No, they didn't. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they didn't, but they they've said they the other. Just like just like uh, yeah, pa- Patrick Stewart didn't know his character was dying in season one. Spoilers
2: until like two weeks ahead of that, before the filmed it.
0: Just like just so like, that's how planned they are. Just like Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't Khan. Of course he was, wasn't. He it was John Harrison. That's true. He was John Harrison too. Was. <laughs> All right, Uh, so uh, anything else for Season 3 of Picard? I mean, it it looks neat. The one other thing that scared me is that Worf said he's a pacifist now.
2: Might be a joke. He's wearing a (laughs) weapon on his back when he says it.
0: I hope it's a joke. I mean, it it definitely played played as a joke.
1: Yeah, it it already quickly turned back. back. You know, obviously, it does a a quick turnaround on that. Um, You know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I I was more excited. I like Season 2 a lot more than Season 1. I I wish both seasons were a little better. But I still really enjoyed him. I enjoyed them than most people I know. But I'm curious: are we going? Is this going to be the? It seems as if this is going to be the swan song. Obviously, I mean, we didn't get the film that we were supposed to get. Um, Nemesis. I think if Nemesis had done a little better, we would have gotten the you know the Star Trek Six swan song signature mm-hmm. you know finale movie out of the next gen. But we never did. So this is clearly that. And Stuart, you obviously might know a little more about that than than you can say, but. Oh, Patrick
2: Stewart on the panel at um, New York Comic-Con did say, there's a lot of people from Mount Plus and CBS here, so saying we might want to do a movie, and that got, like, standing ovation, and then later Jonathan Frakes tweeted that, uh, "Is this the end, question like, mark? So who knows, they might actually do a movie after this. Right. I don't think Patrick Stewart, he's at the age where he doesn't want to be filming a series constantly, because they filmed... Yeah. And two and three back to back, which was thirteen months of work. Um, you know, when you're that age, you just want to retire. So, I think shooting a movie yeah. would be less hectic. Another season, so
0: I mean, that would play well, and it, you know, maybe they could light light the sets up. Because <laughs> I mean, we did have that really big, you know, difference in lighting going from the TNG season finale to Generations, where they totally like switched from even TV lighting to like dodgy cinematic lighting.
1: Yes, they could. I mean, it's you know. <laughs> why wouldn't you
0: so then we could switch from dodgy cinematic lighting to nice even lighting for the for the the last movie to a reverse
1: look oh, with their ages and the amount of makeup they got to put on them right now we're going it's going to be spotlight lighting from here going going forward <laughs> i think that's Keep another the- reason it's so dark to hide their wrinkles <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a, that's also that's also a pretty good one. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. Season three is looking it'll be the best of the three. Let's hope I'm hoping that they'll uh, they'll get there because that's when Star Trek usually gets good around season three. But uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's how it worked for TNG and DS9, kind of Voyager. But um, on to Strange New Worlds. Uh, usually, we kind of like give an overall rating. Uh, like one out of ten for you know ten being the highest, one being lowest for the thing we're just talking about for the week. Uh, overall rating for the entire first season, uh, Stuart what do you think? Uh, overall rating, I'd say probably a point
2: five. I think they did a lot of things really well. The story structure, now that it's more episodic, is exactly what Star Trek needs and feels like Star Trek. Um, but the, the one thing that bothers me and a lot of people is the fact that it's not visual canon. We've definitely uh, uh, changed things and uh, say it's the prime timeline when clearly it's not visually. So just a little sticky point. But other than that, Anson Mount and everybody else did a fantastic job. Didn't like the character of on to start with, but she grew on me. So the fact that they can impress me and make me like somebody that I didn't like from the beginning is... Impressive for me. So you no, know, they did a they did a fantastic job. So Stranger World is off to an
0: excellent start.
1: What about you, Jeff? Uh, I I'm t- I'm teaching between eight and a half and nine. I I think it's it ranks up there as some of the best. In the, I mean I in the franchise really. I the first time I was on your show, I, I said I was I was tired of the period pieces. You know, Voyager took us pretty far away from Starfleet in the Federation. I didn't like that. um I want to know what the hell was going on with the you know. Um, borg and you know with uh dominion war and everything but we weren't getting any of that and then we get to enterprise which is a period piece and we do the reboots uh discovery i mean they're all period pieces which was driving me nuts we finally get picard which took us back to present days you know track lukewarm i would say if we can all agree uh so i was really hesitant going into this but i, I honestly think it's some of the best track they've made in, in years
2: mm-hmm. would agree
0: um i'm gonna go a little bit lower. Um... I'm probably like seven seven point five. And this is by far the best CBSL Access has given us as far as live actions track, but Slower Deck mm-hmm. still blows it out of the water, like uh, in terms of visual style, canon, entertainment value, not violating canon. Like it, it kind of like does it all uh, really right. well. Whereas like I I wish this show could have stood on its own. Uh, without leaning so hard on Discovery and the dumb things they did in Discovery season two, where they showed Pike his future, like that 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 kept coming up over and over and over this season, drove me insane, and it made me like the season less than I would have if they would have just kind of like gone on, kind of forgotten about Discovery a little bit, and just did what they did. I know a lot of people. Yeah thought the last episode was the best but it drove me insane because they kept bringing back like the old the the, the time crystals and, and him dying again like they kept going back to that like I it, I love the setup for that episode I love most things about it it's a very interesting concept and they could have just brought us to that a different way instead of like oh well it's because you're escaping your fate
1: Here's the thing: alternate timelines and time travel. You got me right there. You throw it into a Star Trek episode. I'm, I'm automatically, uh, I'm already listening. It's to, to me. I equate this to to the prequels, the uh, the Star Wars prequels, because we're leading up to something that is inevitable, and within the storytelling, it's inevitable as well. We know Vader's going to turn, and we see that in the storytelling. This is different though, because we know something bad happens to it, but there's no like build up to a bad thing happening. So they had to create this he knows his future. He knows what's going to happen to him in order to create that same kind of tension. Cause other words, is this we have a serious here that happens, happens, happens. And then suddenly something bad happens to him and he's done. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. no, we have to be able to build up to that, but without him knowing about it, there's really no way to do that.
0: Well, but if he doesn't know about it, like we, we know the audience knows quit treating but us. Within like the story talking, there's no,
1: we, there's no built in tension for that. It's just, we know it, but that doesn't mean anything to us. You know what I mean? Within the context of the show. Hmm. I mean, well, to, I of, had oh, no point. problem with how they handle it. For that, That's my point.
2: No, I kind of agree. Um, but it, it, going into the season, we were like, well, Pike's going to know he's basically indestructible. He could beam himself out in space and he knows he's still going to be, da- uh, you know, injured in that accident. Like, but they kind of cl- cleared that up during the season um, where he tries to test it and push it a little bit and finds out that things can still happen. And obviously not, with not the not finale, help, he learns that he...
1: He has to that's his fate like no matter he I think he learned that any other d- deviation from that that inevitability for him is going to be problematic so he's going to have to follow that path
0: yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. which again I'm travel I love it.
0: Oh yeah, I, I mean it, it was cool. And
2: like alternate realities.
0: Yeah, I, I I loved the the you know the the monster maroon the new take on that. It was beautiful, like seeing mm-hmm. the the Romulan weapon. It, I, I liked it. I I thought it looked pretty good. I, 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 why I, did why do the
2: line like this? This looks this looked lazy, dude. It's got to be up. Sorry, there's one change. I don't know why you did it.
0: I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in you, Dave.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I just like the textured uniforms. I liked them in the in like uh, the the first two reboots where they, there was like a little bit of texture to them right. instead of the, the I, like I, lot, I thought it was a nice ones.
1: update. Like <laughs> the, the one I'm wearing is based on the reboot obviously, but I like this um I like these a lot better. I think they're they they definitely are a little closer to to the original series and still being a little modern. Um so since since you're here, what uh, can you talk a little bit about how the the Enterprise reboot versus this one versus the original, how they compare? Ship-wise? Yeah.
2: Um, well, see, we're not quite sure of the size of this thing, because in Discovery, the disco prize uh, was quite, quite substantially larger than the original series Enterprise, but with some of the exterior shots we've seen, like with the shuttle approaching it in dry dock and stuff, I think they've scaled the size down. But the ship is different, the windows are different, and all they had to do... <laughs> Because when, when John Eves and Scott Snyder designed that ship, they designed it and it got approved and sent off to the visual effects team with straight struts, as it should have. Um, the visual effects team changed it to the angled struts, which looked great. I mean, it's a good-looking look, good ship, don't get me wrong. But considering that it was approved with the straight ones and then they went with the angled, I hate that they're making the changes that they've made. Um, and the interior is like... Wow, Pike's quarters are, you know, a gymnasium. Um, it's a, it's, Yeah, it's a full that set. Being
0: said, it's bigger on the inside said, than it is on the outside.
2: Right, it's... A- exactly. <laughs> that being said, I mean, Pike's Enterprise only has a crew of 230, which even in the cage, that was the case, uh, whereas Kirk's has a crew of 430. So I think some interior design changes had to be made, That hence smaller quarters in TOS. Fine with that, whatever. Um. But yeah, I mean, I like I love the ship. I just wish they would have said from the beginning it was a reboot um, or a reimagining, and they're not. They're saying it's Prime, and it just that's what takes me completely out of it and just kind of ruins it for me.
1: It feels if the the design of the ship itself, you know, the computers and the corridors, and everything. I think at least they're a hell of a lot closer than the reboot. The rebo- reboots looked like it was Apple made them.
2: Yeah, like um, this, this Enterprise should have been in a 2009 film, and then I would have been very happy with that right. film.
1: Oh yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I think it's a little more. To me, it feels a little more connected to the original versus the the Kelvin version, but it's still super not. It's 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 not um it's a little more than a modern update of the original for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's a tough one because I really like the design of the ship. And if I ever knock it by saying, "Well, it's not prime or it's not how it should look," people are like, "Well, you don't like it." I, I love the design. I think it was great. Johnny did a fantastic job, but just don't tell me it's prime. You
0: know, well, don't I, feed I, me a
2: shit <laughs> sandwich and tell me it's caviar.
0: <laughs> well, I just I just still have my 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 uh, my head theory that the original series is told by uh, Benny. Uh, cisco's alter ego with like the 60s skewed no, no, no. version of of the no, past so now we're, now we're just what? seeing everything uh oh no, TOS is a is a period piece i understand it was the I, it I was know. the
2: future of the 1960s i know and every time they showed it in enterprise Intermere darkly and in ds9 trials and tribulations and tng relics they were very very careful to be exactly faithful to how it should look you know why because that's how it looked don't fuck with it
0: I, I'm, I know. I'm okay. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because well, DS9 does the thing. I, it just even I if know.
1: they were to uh, keep it original, they would have to do something so that modern audiences aren't looking at it like it's uh, a cardboard set. They'd still have to make it somewhat updated. But I agree; they could have done a much better job.
2: Well, it didn't look like a cardboard set in Trials and Tribulations. That looked fantastic. Are you kidding me? It worked. They worked that in- comment too. Car- cardboard and wood sets. Uh and if they remastered TNG and if you look closely some of the doors you can see the the paint marks right on the wood so don't uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can rebuild the sets exactly like they were with modern modern um, you know, materials and have it look really really good
1: but i also see this this is i think they did a really good job of making this a launching point for people that are not you know truck fans i, mean, I I, I think my son, who's never watched it, could sit sure. down and watch this without having any context whatsoever and follow it. So I think that's part of the audience they're trying to grab here as well. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to get that with a, a, a really accurate, rep, you know, replication of the original, you know. Agree.
2: Disagree. You see the the defiant and Intermirror Darkly, the TOS Enterprise or the TOS um, Constitution class bridge. That thing looked beautiful with modern lighting techniques and modern filming. It Was the exact you're same right thing. No, you're same right. Blinking. Yeah. Blankies and stuff, it looked beautiful. It still looked futuristic. I don't know what everybody's problem was uh, saying that that can't look futuristic, because it absolutely does. If you want to update the jelly bean buttons, as they're called, then just have have the console be a black surface. When it's powered off, you power it on, you see a little light flare up, and these little holographic tactile buttons pop up like a couple millimeters above the actual console. So they still look like the jelly beans. They're actually tactile holograms. It's a good update. Looks I like exactly that. the same from like a that. distance.
0: Yeah, they could they could have done a lot of good stuff. I don't know. It, uh, everyone's that's like a part of my problem with just media in general. It's like you take something people love, right? And they're like we're going to we're going to make it again or we're going to make it for the first time. But then like the directors got to put like their spin on it and then it's not what people fell in love with and it's just like, "Well, it's why are cool. you making it?" If it's not what people liked or fell in love with in the first place, like why waste the effort? Right,
1: make your own thing. That's right.
2: You're you're shitting on the fans that are fans and have and the reason that the franchise has lasted so long. You can do both. You can bring in new people and make the old ones happy. Strange New Worlds, I think, is trying to ride that line of doing that. Um, but considering they already established what the ship looks like in Discovery, which is Discovery's its own this disco verse um, yeah, they, they've done some changes to kind of go the, the right way with it and I think the way that they've told the stories and um, made such a good season is definitely like a peace offering to the fans a little bit for the visual mm-hmm. problems
1: sure. but- so what do, you, can, what do you guys think of how Spock and the Vulcan culture is handled
2: in Stranger Worlds? no yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did a fantastic job. I love to bring yeah. now.
1: I always hated to
2: bring from Amok Sunday. I don't wanna I don't wanna not hate her. I know I'm going to.
1: That's I'm I'm more invested in the Vulcan culture than I ever exactly. have before. Really. Exactly, yeah.
0: They did a great job. And speaking speaking of the Vulcan culture, I, I gotta say uh probably amok Spock is probably probably the highlight Spock of the Muck? season for me.
2: Oh Spock amok, yeah. That's Spock amok that's
0: it, it it was Freaky Friday and Star Trek. That was that was a lot of fun, and it was really well done, and Mort Dupreng is great. I watched the show what for, I liked the, about it for too, the plot. What I,
1: what I really liked about it, too, is that it reminded me of... There were a couple episodes this season that were a little more lighthearted, that ended with a lot of emotional weight, which reminded me of Doctor Who. Some of the... the like TOS. Yeah, some of the silliest episodes can end up having some of the strongest emotional, you know... um, uh, feeling, you know, so I, I, I thought it was great. I really, really liked that episode actually.
2: Yes, yeah, that's the thing. TOS had self contained stories that at the end you felt like you'd seen a goddamn actual story and you felt good about it. Whereas yeah. Picard, it's like I, I have PTSD from watching Picard for Christ's sake. Anytime I watch another show, like, oh my god, this is going to take seven episodes to figure out. It's like no, they did it in two. All right, cool, good job. Yeah, <laughs> Picard just like a soap opera, just drags everything along so slowly, just to stretch it over ten episodes.
0: Yeah, it's so. it's it's rough. Like I, I mean, that's how it feels. Picard season one, season two, Discovery season one, two, actually all the seasons. Yeah. It's just like an episode stretched over ten. It's just like, right? Come on, guys, come on, please. But uh, <laughs> what, what are your guys' high points for uh, Stranger the Worlds? Oh, uh, there were some
2: fantastic episodes. I really liked the uh, uh, the Elysian Kingdom episode. Um, uh, I love Pike playing off Do- Pike.
1: Doctor Omega's entire storyline with his daughter, I thought, was just brilliant and really hard. Yeah. Heart- it was, you know, heartbreaking, really, and it did <laughs> such a good job with that episode too. Again, being a fairly a really lighthearted episode that had just, I mean, it was super emotional by the end.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the ending was uh, quite Star Trekky. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many good highlights in Stranger Worlds, but there's one that one thing that really, 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 really irritates me. Stranger Worlds season one. What that is? What is that? How they hand? How they handled the Gorn? Made them into xenomorphs.
1: I'm with you 100. <laughs> percent
2: and Ooh. it could be that these are actually Gorn experiments, genetic experiments that the Gorn were working on that got out of hand, so everybody assumes these are the Gorn, but the Gorn are like, I don't know, we're coming to fix that. This- I, don't
1: I don't think know. that's how they're handling this. I, think this I don't is think their it is either. The they're Gorn. the new super I'm, I'm race. Hopeful.
2: They're- I'm always cautiously optimistic, and I looked for the way they could explain it to make it better, and I'm always disappointed.
1: I mean, the, the Gorn they present here are affordable. Uh, uh, they're, I mean, they, these are uh, evil. I mean, these are... Uh, you would think this, if this Gorn had been presented in the original, in, in a TOS, they'd be a much bigger presence going forward. They'd be, I mean, they'd be worse than, you know, a bigger threat than the Borg, but they're not. They're,
0: <laughs> so, they're, they, the way why they're are they present, so menacing now? The they're
1: way, not, you know, in 30, 80, 100 years.
0: The way they're presented in Strange New Worlds, they are the most fearsome thing in the entire Everything right. like they'll tear the Borg up, they'll tear the Hirogen up. Like it feels like they're trying to model them after like the Hirogen, but they're the Hirogen on steroids. They're the scare. I, the I, infants will kill all of
1: you. And I like, I, I love the, them as a as you know as a, a villain. It was fantastic. I just was, wish it wasn't the Gorn.
2: Exactly. it <laughs> something else, please.
1: Right. Well, or, was, and that episode with the, yeah. you know where they're in the. Uh, And uh, the 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 ship, the crash ship, was great. I thought it was like like watching you know the thing or you know um, even aliens. But yeah, the
2: first episode with the going with this like submarine type battle was like really well done.
0: That was probably Um, my second favorite episode of the entire season. Like it it felt like you know actually uh, you you know the episode with the Romulans um, in in TOS, the one the last (laughs) balance. It felt like Balance of Terror. Like as an episode, and then they basically redo Balance of Terror in the last episode too. Like it's like we're doing Balance of Terror twice this season, yeah. which is just fine. Balance of Terror is a fantastic episode, and them doing a you know Balance of Terror episode with their they're hiding from the Gorn and like the collapsed star or whatever it was. Like that was fun. That that felt that was the most to me the most Star Trekky feeling episode, TOSy feeling episode of the entire season. I, I loved agree. it. It was. Up right up there with Swakamuk. Loved
1: it. And Go also it lent it leaned into Pike's leadership capabilities, which I thought was great. Um I think he's he's a great cap I always wanted to see more Pike. Um I think he's a great captain. He's got the swagger of Kirk with the diplomatic and you know, the military mindset of Picard. Which I think he's mm-hmm.
0: great. Yeah, Inside Mount and
2: get, was such
1: a great casting.
2: Yeah, and the need to get things done like Cisco and Archer, kinda of that
1: rough and tumble if he needs to be. Right, and uh, speaking of highlights, his hair, holy moly.
0: It <laughs> got of taller person. and taller. <laughs> it's the Paramount Mountain. I've never been more <laughs> jealous of
1: another person's hair in my life, holy mackerel. His
2: hair create generated
0: many memes. Yes, it did. It was pretty it's great.
1: great. <laughs> I get, I actually, i saw, you know, his just pictures of, of Anson in general, like outside of the, I get, I'm disappointed that that's not how he wears it all the time. I'm
0: like, no. <laughs> I'm sure a that's light. a lot of work. <laughs> He's got to spend more hours in the makeup chair than Michael Dorn to get his hair to stand right. up. <laughs> <Oof. laughs> oh, what,
2: what did you guys think about uh,
0: Demise of Hammer?
2: I mean... Spoilers to anybody who hasn't... Anyway, um... Yeah, Hammer, um... I, I really liked Hammer as a character, and he was... wasted him, I think, because he was in, like... Three or four episodes? Yeah, he, he, he didn't even show up until, like, season, episode two. There's a lot of episodes he just wasn't in, even, after he showed up. So and yeah, I was,
1: he, his loss was, I was like, all right. I guess Hammer's gone now. Like, it wasn't, all right. Like, it was no, I didn't care.
0: I mean, he was, he was fine. I mean, like, I liked, I mean, I think the thing that bothers me most about Hammer being gone is that we finally have that Endorian crew member, and then just get rid of him. Oh, yeah. well, he was an A and a- not an well, Andorian. They're, yes. they're from Andor. I mean, they're 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 sister races. They're from the same place. True. Like he, he looks like an Andorian. Uh, he's a uh, for Star Trek being this like conglomerate of tons of species and all this stuff like that. And like the like, the JJ reboots and like Discovery, we've got weird aliens we've never seen before all over the bridge. Don't ever talk or do anything. <laughs> And now, like we've got established aliens that we know, of. like let's put them, like let's put people we know, like aliens we like, seen.
1: I, I mean, I really liked him as a character. I just didn't, I didn't think his his, I thought his death didn't have they didn't. I don't think they gave it the, the weight it it needed, or you know, I don't know. I thought it was great. They 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 mentioned numerous times how he's blind, and yet he uses other senses, but I never yeah. really got that.
2: I thought that would play more into him being an engineer. Like I wanted to see him do more fancy right. stuff with his hearing or his other senses. I just never got enough time with him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, him know. I know. I well, know. That was it. Like I said, I I I, love, I really liked him as a character a lot. I really wish I did more with him. So that's. I wish his death had more impact. But um.
0: Well, know, it, it's it's more impact than Arium's death had, who didn't have any screen time at all. Then all of a sudden they give her an episode to herself, <laughs> and I'm like, they're killing her. They're absolutely killing her because they're giving her more than two seconds of screen what time are you, this what are you episode. You talk about no impact. He fell off a ship and impacted pretty hard. I'm just saying.
2: Well, I'm saying he, he
0: had more impact than Arium, for yeah. sure, like way more impact than Arium. um But, but uh, if they're gonna kill him, they definitely should have waited to season two. Like let's let's get to know him and care about him more. Like yeah, I agree. most of his you know interactions with with Ahura, and and it was nice. But I mean, I don't know. It. It's, these seasons are too short, and these characters are not featured enough for you to kill them and give them any impact to us.
1: Like Speaking or- of Ahura, I'm curious what your thoughts on how they handle, because part of me, of all the characters, she definitely diverts from the original Ahura more than anyone else, I think, you know, they, they gave, But that may also make me think that they never gave Ahura much to work with in the TOS at all. So I'm like, oh, they gave her they, they've given her a real backstory, given her a real personality but it's so vastly different than, than the Jill Nichols version of it that I'm like they, they, they those two are, are, are pretty conflicting at the same time though, I, I, they fleshed her out really, really nicely, I thought She
0: better not be speaking Klingon
1: <laughs> Well, Jill uh,
0: nope. uh, Nichols
2: Jill <laughs> Nichols fought that for Star Trek Six, but they thought they needed something funny
0: uh, she should. Know she should. She should know Klingon. It was. It was. It was. It was dumb that the communications officer doesn't learn languages. And granted, she did have her whole memory wiped by Nomad. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So, <laughs> it could still work that you know she could know Klingon before Nomad, and she just never relearned it.
1: You know, it's only their you know biggest enemy. Why would you know their language as a communications officer? <laughs> nah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think Akura was... It's good seeing the characters actually get some to do, because, yeah, you watch TOS, and it's fun, it's just, it's Kirk, Spock, and McCoy show. Um, yeah, 100%. The occasional little sprinkles of everybody else. Um, but they didn't need to give her a tragic backstory, like her parents and her brother got killed in the shuttle accident. Everybody's got to have a tragic backstory these days. But, but car didn't need
0: a tragic backstory either! <laughs> Yeah, or a tragic like, old man story. I, I just, I just, I picture my mom as an old lady sometimes. They gotta, like, explain away that scene from <laughs> season one of TNG somehow. Ugh. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it just made me so mad. I'm like, why does the Guardian a tragic backstory? Why?
1: Just got continuity, uh, like, You know what we looking for. Just kind of continuity. It's not that hard. <laughs>
0: just give us uh, no you go. guys
1: are like I said you guys are definitely more well versed than I am it was Kirk's brother okay where here we go where was it ever in canon that he uh, that he served in the Enterprise under Pike
2: it was never in canon he was no. in Starfleet he was a scientist um um and
0: he died by the anything, pancake that fell on his face
2: or fried egg or a a, a plastic vomit yeah, yeah. um basically the the problem i have with that like i love sam kirk don't get me wrong he's great in the show i just wish we'd see more of him but he if you listen to star trek TOS, um his name is george only kirk calls him sam right oh so, it's well, it's a, it's,
1: george, it's a sam george or george sam it was his middle name but i don't
2: remember which, which order it's in i think sam's his middle name george right. he's named after their father right um and only Kirk calls him Sam but yet now here everybody is calling him Sam and no it was never established if he was ever in Starfleet I think it might have been mentioned that he served on the Enterprise at one point where Kirk got command that's fine whatever but it was never mentioned just filling that in I don't know how I feel about that I was was upset when it first happened and then I'm like I like this guy it's fine
1: I tell you what I hate to say this I like him better than the new Kirk I I do too (laughs) new Kirk is awful like he really is. I mean, oh, Wesley, Chris Pine. Not... I, I thought Chris Pine did a pretty decent job of uh, you know embodying the character. Yeah, but he this guy he finds Shakespeare compared to to the. I mean, to the this guy You can as
2: an alternate Kirk because that's an alternate future. So right, maybe he's different when we see. He's going to be in season two as the actual. Oh, we can of course. Kirk, but I,
1: it just could you could have named him absolutely anybody, and it would have been that's just nice. the same character. Like it wouldn't have. It wasn't Kirk.
2: Everybody says he looks exactly like Jim Carrey, and he kind of does, and that's... <laughs> he just does not have the gravitas and the projection no. that Sh- Shatner or Kirk should have, you know? Right.
0: He's way too um, understated...
1: That's the problem, to, to yeah.
0: be ...to, to be uh, Kirk, so... Uh,
1: and I think I a lot of it has to do with the writing, too. They're not giving him... I don't think they just gave him much to work with. Yeah. You
0: know, I, 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 I Honestly, in that final episode, I really wish they would have killed Kirk and Spock... I mean, because, sure, Pike doesn't know the importance of Kirk going forward, but the audience sure does. Right. Like, that's, like, I mean, hurting, like, messing up Spock, yeah, sure, Spock was there, and Spock was important. But Spock was mostly there to get Kirk out of trouble, because Kirk did right. most of the stuff. Like, Spock was kind of just, like, kind of a catalyst, or, like, you know, uh, get a jail free card, especially in Star Trek Six. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you get out of jail free card. So, I mean, like, I mean, killing Kirk would have probably been more impactful from us as the audience, but I guess they wanted to be impactful to, to Pike.
2: The thing is, Pike remembers that um, that alternate reality and stuff, and the talking to his future self. So he remembers that going into season two. When he actually meets Kirk, I don't know how good of a captain Kirk could be. He's going to. That's why eventually, I assume that's why he's going to recommend him for command of the Enterprise to take over from him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that relationship plays out Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know I hope he's not serving on the Enterprise that's for sure, and why was the Farragut oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Farragut is supposed to be a Constitution class ship, it always has been in Data canon and everything else made it this Miranda style ship Or the episode right before, the Gorn episode they're like, oh, it's the new Sombra class ship, the USS Peregrine those slumber class ships use Constitution class parts. They're fast, though. It's a Constitution class. It's not a different class at all.
0: It looks exactly like a Constitution. I, I, I rewinded that oh, yeah. in the it's episode. On
2: it. It's got a blue stripe on it that the Constitution doesn't. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! The paint job changes the class of the ship. It
2: does? I didn't know that till now. Well, so,
0: rest- if I, so, so if I paint like you know, like uh, my Dodge a different color, it's, it's a Mustang yeah. now. Wow, that's cool. Oh, well, I up. don't know. I don't I'm just. just <laughs> yeah. Uh, no,
2: but, uh,
0: I know, but I was just going to say, like, use the
2: Farragut that they used in the last episode as the Sombre class in that episode. Bring the Sombre class in to be the Farragut, because the Farragut was always supposed to be a Constitution class. Show. Yes. That just irked me the wrong way. And not a lot of people know that. General audience don't care. They don't notice that. Even some Trekkies wouldn't know that. But. Trust me, a lot of people that watch Strike Yards, they know that. And we yeah. heard complaint after complaint after complaint.
0: Yeah. Simple, I, I, guys. I knew that too. I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? And then in the episode with the Gore, and I had to rewind it because they said a different class ship. And I saw the trailer and it was definitely a Constitution class ship. I'm like, why are they saying it's a different class of ship? <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, did I hear that wrong?
2: No, the USS Peregrine, a somber class ship. Oh, I served on one of those. They use Constitution class parts. They're pretty fast. Cool. I'm gonna see a, sh- a variant of the Constitution class with like lower nacelles or something. Nope. No, we're not. We're gonna see the exact same
0: Constitution class. Well, the thing is, like in the trailer, like the I think the original trailer, that ship looked like a TOS Constitution class ship, and then they oh, changed it on the planet. Yeah, because I was like, oh, because I, I, cause I, I it thought, wasn't a straight strut. Oh, I no, thought no. it was a straight strut in the trailer. Okay. I was like, Everybody
2: said that, but when you zoom in, you look. Trust me, we analyzed that. I, yeah, I just, it was it was an angled strut. It's just the oh. angle that the strut was on, and made it look kind of straight.
0: Because mm. I, I, I get maybe I watched it on my phone, so it was a small screen or, or whatever. Oh, but because yeah. I watched most of the trailers for the Star Trek stuff on my phone. I, I've never gone back and watched it on a TV. So like I just remember on my phone, it definitely looked like I, I thought maybe they changed it because I was looking forward to that episode, and I was like, oh, it's this slanted strut.
1: How did the how did the bird of prey compare?
2: Oh, the, the, in the yeah. last episode
1: yeah, yeah how did the, oh, I mean, the design of it it's
2: it's the exact same antique bird of prey they used in Picard season 1 mm-hmm. which is fine because it's, it's a nice reimagining of, the bird, of that bird of prey but it feels more like a movie era like it looks like a refitted style like that era of Romulan bird of prey to me it doesn't look like a TOS one um, I really like the design I love the bird I love the new nacelles it holds up pretty good But yeah, yeah. It's just it's not prime. I'm I'm sorry, guys. You're not doing prime timeline. (laughs) You're doing the Discoverse, and that's fine. Just call yourself the Discoverse. Yeah,
0: just call it a new timeline. It's fine. Like it's you know, it would still have problems even if it was just called the Discoverse. But you're trying to cram it into the prime timeline, and then you're also doing other dumb stuff. It's just like it's you're getting double cut by the fans.
1: The redesign of the Klingons is a good example of that.
0: Yeah, they, they've been too scared to show the Klingons ever right. since that, basically. Yeah. And yeah. now we've got Worf, and Worf, Worf looks like Worf, thank goodness, except he's got white hair. I wonder if they, if they say, brought
1: yeah. him on and he looked like the redesign of the Klingons. Oh, man. Yeah. Michael it
0: was Everybody was
2: freaking out about that. He looks like, a, he looks like a Worf should. I'm like, of course he does. you are not going to change Worf
0: discovery. I also saw an interview with Michael Dorn around when season one of Discovery came out, and he and, and Michael Dorn was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to sit for for makeup if that's what they're going to do to me." <laughs> He's was like, funny. he felt he felt bad for them. Like, how do they act through all that? The like, entire face is covered, whereas before, yeah. like only the nose to the head is covered. That's why they speak like because <laughs> their mouths have cotton balls in them. All these teeth. Osh <laughs> begosh gosh begosh
2: yes yes. Can't even do it, Samuel. Like, around you can do. Can shh? Can they say it, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah. You know that was interesting. It sounds about like this, you're a a it? dentist with that thing in your mouth that that's like, sucking all the spit out, and they're asking you to
1: talk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, I think the interesting thing about this is that Michelle Barrett, she had three different characters being portrayed by three different actresses in this in this series. There's Chapel and uh, Number One, and then the voice What's of the computer. The computer? Which are all, none of them were really together ever in a series, you know? So I thought it was interesting.
2: And speaking of number one, okay, I'm not a fan of Rebecca uh, Romaine, whatever her her name is.
1: Rebecca Romaine Lettuce. Mrs. Um, O'Connell. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Um, But she was was really underused and not impressive at all in the series. Sure, they made her a superhero at one moment. Right. She was carrying like a dummy of Hammer, it was literally a crash test dummy. Um but it really didn't do her character justice at all. And not I to justify the
1: end, not to justify the cliffhanger yeah, finale. I don't so give really. a
2: shit about the ending, like let her right. go fine. It, I don't care.
1: She was actually my she was actually probably my the thing I I mean I like I said, I loved I actually loved it. My eight point five to nine, the remaining is her prim- primarily. Um, I don't – I didn't care much. She's fine, whatever. But they didn't give her much to work with. She was completely underdeveloped.
0: For how iconic that character was, she's been done so dirty. Like, because they mentioned she was in me in Discovery Season 2. And she's, like, got a whole minute and a half of screen time in Discovery Season 2. And then she's, you know, in – she's a series regular in this. And they gave her, like, nothing to do. And I'm like, she's, like – the the first lady of Star Trek, basically, like she's you know the character. Like, give her something to do. Oh, we've made her some kind of illegal Starfleet thing, she'll so be arrested for being herself. For, yeah. uh,
1: and she was Pike's number one. Spock was Kirk's number one. That's how this. Sh- that that that's not how they laid this out. Dude. Spock was pretty much Pike's number one in this.
0: Yeah, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Felt like that way. Yeah.
1: Um, they it's, developed a, they definitely really should, they, i think they should have developed their at least friendship or you know professional relationship a little better um and they did a little bit here and there um and like i said she was fine especially her and her and um what's her name lieutenant um the security lieutenant uh Nguyen Singh. yeah um yeah i mean i didn't care much for her either and that just didn't give i, I don't know i didn't, didn't dislike her like her i just could give you know
0: there were too Never. many characters for how short the season was to for us to really care about many of them. And then they just got rid of so you many. You know what?
1: Lieutenant Ortega. We know,
0: we
2: know yeah. all of them. Whereas Discovery is on season five. And do you know any of the bridge crew? One of them is named Bryce. One of them is named Reese. <laughs> oh, strange New Worlds in the space of one season has done a better job of introducing and getting us getting us knowing the entire crew. Crew, essentially, even, even Lieutenant Mitchell, the other lady, Asian
1: lady. You're 100 correct, but to to David's point, they because of the lack of time introducing them hasn't given us, you know, again going back to number one, we know her, but yeah. we don't give a shit about that she got arrested at the end because we didn't, didn't they didn't give her enough time
0: and because or- they were and Killing Hammer didn't care. Also, Laon's leaving. Like they, like we lost three care. We lost three regulars at the end of season one or throughout season one. Like, but why? And for me, the most standout character of the entire show was the new Nurse Chapel. I loved her in every scene. She was by far the most entertaining character on the show, bar none. Yep. Love, 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 new Nurse Chapel. Let's get. Lots more Nurse Chapel in season two. Please. And and going some back to, to too.
1: how they handled Vulcan, you know, Spock's human side, and his this, this Vulcan lore. They, they the original series in TOS, it was Nurse Chapel Spock relationship with a little bit of a throwaway, I think. But this was this had some you know gravity to it. Like this was significant.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jess Bush did a fantastic job with Nurse Chapel, and just. She's a character now. In T O S she really was and No, she was
0: the boss's your soup spot. <laughs> she stock.
2: she was the nepotism character.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> the boss's new girlfriend.
0: Oh. Well, yeah, it's it is what it is. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like too many too many characters. Uh not enough time to for us to care about them before they ceremoniously got rid of three of them.
2: Yeah, well, Lawn won't be going anywhere. I think she'll be back in season two.
0: I mean, I'm sure Rebecca Romain will be back. It's like, that'll probably be the focus of season two, getting, you know, number one back, even though they're not going to use her at all.
1: What, what, you know, again, going back to my, you know, again, you guys are a better person than I am. Where does, once they establish, in Glassman Asia, like, what, where, what was the, where did number one go? Like, what, what was her destiny? Did beta. they ever? Is it in canon anywhere or no?
2: There was a book written where we found out her name was Una. Like, the first time we ever found out her her name was in beta canon.
1: I'm glad
2: they canonized that. But, don't know.
1: Did they never the established that she left the Enterprise under, you know. The, I yeah. just assume she just was she transferred out, you know. I took it differently. I assume she probably went on yeah. to,
2: like, Starfleet Council or something like that. Right. Like, you know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so was, is that where, at this point, we are too soon? The reason we do not see her going forward is because she's been incarcerated for her whole life. Is that correct? So, what what's too assume right now? Yes. All right.
0: Yeah. Pike's um, not going to let that stand. No, yeah. no. But he's altering his timeline. Another future Pike will have to come and tell him, "No, you can't break her out of jail." Because this happens when you break her out of jail. <laughs> Everything Pike does, it's like you can't do that. <laughs>
2: Theoretically, if he does break her out of jail and, you know, he gets tried... Because they even said in the episode where they revealed that she was genetically altered that uh, anybody that helps her is also um, right going to be punished as well. So if they take him out of the captaincy, then he'll never be in command of the cadet training mm-hmm. crew where the explosion happens. Uh,
1: yeah, so we know there's no... I, for that reason, I don't think they're going to go go in that... that Okay, I take that back. They may. <laughs> I mean, they're not going in that direction, but they very well may.
0: I, I, I think they kind of have to because I mean, Lower Deck season two also went in that same direction. Like the captain got arrested at the end of season two, beginning of season three, they get the captain back, and then in, in Strange in the Worlds, the first officer gets arrested, then they have to use the next season to get her back. A uh, little bit disappointed. They both had the same like ending cliffhanger.
2: I just hope that season first episode of season two of Stranger Worlds, it's like.
0: Number one's back now. It all happened off-screen. Um,
2: so anyway, here's the story. This is what happened.
0: No, I uh, want to see them go to the Zefram Cochran reenactment site in live action.
2: I love- I love, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that that story all happened off-screen. The big action piece. You oh. just kind of get a recap of it at the end. That was awesome. Yeah. It's Captain Bateson from, uh, Cause and Effects, uh, Kelsey Grammer. was on the, uh, that saves or was going in to save Freeman. I don't know
0: if you oh. noticed that. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: man. Speaking of Kelsey, I like that future um, Pike had uh, the. At least that was a pretty decent uniform they had on him. I thought that was a really nice, uh, um, slightly modern update to the.
0: Stuart did not secret. like the new Monster Maroon. He,
1: he yelled at me it was earlier. 90, it,
2: was, it. it was 90% good. Was ninety percent good.
1: I liked it. I did a decent job with it. Yeah. I was like, it was just nice to see it. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, so oh, was I. I was excited. I was like, Look at
2: that. So was I? And it looked great for the first like two seconds, and then the more I looked at it, the worse it got.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> arm was. The arm had a really weird texture to it, but
2: yeah. and the the pant, the stripe on the pant was like shiny red. Um, and the the, the little uh, piece here was. Leather. It was white leather, and it looked awful because of the way it was cut. And this, uh, yeah, the strap. There's just a few issues. You don't have to change something that's perfect, guys. Just leave it. This alone.
0: is a dark future, Stewart. It's different because Spock got hurt. <laughs> Spock helped design it. He, he, Spock, made it better. And without Spock, <laughs> you get this verse version of the monster maroon.
1: Stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> So now I read, the Lieutenant um, Lieutenant uh, Singh. That is Khan's last name. Yes. Are, are yes. they insinuate? Is there a connection here? Or is it like a, the Smith and Johnson of? Like, I mean, is she, it,
0: she is a direct she, descendant they, of Khan Sunil yeah, Singh.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah,
2: she is, but many generations removed. So yeah.
0: I thought it would be a bigger thing than it was,
2: and it wasn't. It's like yeah, I am moving on she's not enhanced or, you know, has any
1: of the holdovers, so. I'm just wondering if they weren't gonna, if they're not gonna lean into that, or if they're, they're just down the line. I it just, seems I just want odd. the
2: explanation I just want the explanation why Spock didn't say something in Space Seed. Yeah! Uh Noonie and Singh, I used to serve with one of those on this
0: very ship. Right. Yeah, we had one of those oh. on the ship. She's still in security, you just demoted her a couple <laughs> times. I don't know. Like, yeah. s- let's give her a call she might want to meet this dude, you know. She didn't sleep with you, so you demoted her. <laughs> They got to explain things like that.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I I, it
0: just, I I thought they would do something more with it too. The fact that she's like a condescended on the Enterprise and they kind of just did nothing with it. And I'm like, then why did you give her that last name?
1: Right. Uh, it seemed like that's my exact thought. Like why, why, that's why I didn't know if they were, if they were, if they were really leaning into that or if it was just like, I don't know. It seemed like an odd thing to not emphasize more.
0: People need to lay up the member berries.
2: Yeah, may use it at some point, but I don't know. I thought they would have used it in season one, and it just never, it never went anywhere. So.
1: so I don't love these. I mean, what are the odds that it's, it's, she's on the Enterprise? What are the odds that Kirk Starfleet's big, right? I mean, we can assume there's more than a few. There's dozen. one ship
0: in Starfleet. That's why it's a right. fleet. <laughs>
1: The the coincidence is, that's not your case just for this show, in general, when they do stuff like this. I'm like, okay, statistically, the odds of this happening are pretty slim. I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, because, well, I don't know what the size of the TOS fleet would be necessarily. A couple hundred, a couple hundred, I don't know. Uh, Anyway, there's only like 12 Constitution-class ships, 12 original Constitution-class ships. They build more later, but... and Those are like the big heavy cruisers and explorers. I I don't know how Starfleet works in TOS. Honestly, it's never it's never clarified, unfortunately.
0: And this show would be a great time to clarify it, but no, most, it most, we're, we're just going to muddy up the waters by having so many conveniences oh. happen in, in the one episode. Like, I just kind of wish writers would stop thinking we're all fucking idiots.
2: I know, I know. Although we did see a single Nacelle's like uh, a Saladin, Saladin class. That was it wasn't great. a Saladin, but. Sort of. With three crew members. Three crew members on board.
0: Oh, that sounds like. That sounds like Star Trek III.
2: <laughs> oh. That no, was a smaller ship, because we saw these schematics on the one console. Yeah.
0: Huge, well, no, like, but, engine core no, the like,
2: bridge.
0: They stole the Enterprise. They rigged it up with the for a three person crew. Good old Scotty. <laughs> Come on. Oh, it's, it- it's been done before. <laughs>
1: Speaking of Scotty, we heard Scotty. Did? Brief little that. audio cameo
0: <laughs> off off screen. Just yeah. get a guy with a Scottish accent. That... Could have been anyone's arm. Oh, uh, it wouldn't have been.
1: Anyway. No, it was Could fun. It was, it was it was a throwaway, and it was really it was a little on the nose, but it was still fun. That was nice to see. I got a man. Well,
0: well Hem- gonna, Hemmer's gonna, like, gone. The Enterprise needs a new engineer.
1: Yeah, everyone. Yeah, uh, it's the
2: n- a new ladies coming in in season two. Oh, really? Uh, I forget the actress's name, but she was in uh, Scrooge. She plays the Ghost of Christmas Presents, the, f- the little fairy that hit him with the toaster. Um,
1: <gasps> I did read that. That's right. Yeah, She's yeah. Be the new
2: engineer. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, so I might saw have The cast of having a new engineer every every season because they die off. I do
1: Like the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in Harry Potter. <laughs> That's the, new That's every, the every doing. Year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to because Scotty's got to come on board at some point.
2: I think he comes on before Kirk does, before Kirk gets oh, command.
0: Oh so. yeah, so I mean, they're going to be killing off more engineers. It looks like, or transferring them off.
1: Uh, will we see? How? What do you think? Do you, how far into this into the Enterprise will we see into into Kirk's Enterprise? Are we going to see? Will we have an entirely new like the TOS crew by the time the series is over? Do you think?
2: I, I want the series. I want the series to end with the handover to Kirk. If they do it properly, they can they can do it really well. Okay. Everybody's like, they should remake TOS. No, they shouldn't.
0: No, stop. no, please stop. Please stop.
2: Especially if that guy's going to be Kirk. Don't
1: do that. No, I <laughs> agree. No, no, no. If you years. want to go back and revisit TOS, this is the perfect way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's a little more... We, so we've had a hint at. We've seen a little bit before. hasn't been fully explored. Um, this is exactly what I think they should be doing. I think they're doing a bang-up job.
2: I just wish everything looked canon like the ships and the interiors person. but
0: I, I, I agree with Stuart just uh, let the show end with a hand off to Kirk and that's go and that's in, that go put, your,
2: go put in your TOS DVD number one okay. yeah just continue on
0: <laughs> yeah just just let it flow let it flow and who knows who knows what they're gonna do hopefully they'll uh, let find a way to fuck
2: it. it up don't worry
1: I will say this. I, they will. I mean, I've been I've been a little bit disenfranchised with the uh, with a uh, Star Trek in, in general as of late. This has briefly sparked my interest for sure. I can I've never done a straight watch through of the TOS. I've seen them all, but I've never watched them in order. I may go back and do that right now.
2: You
0: do what about the soccer games?
1: <laughs> <laughs> all on my phone. Soccer my in the morning.
0: Side. Soccer in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> just like on the phone it's like i don't need to watch soccer right. i've got star trek with you. Yeah, the I scored. Oh,
1: that's great but <laughs> this is con <Khan>. sorry
0: yeah. <laughs> that's <was> pretty good <laughs> all yeah. right well uh yeah thanks for coming on talking to strange new worlds and uh Picard this season a blast, three. man
2: i've had a fun i've had fun today so thank you
0: yeah anytime uh, and you guys are welcome to join us in two weeks for lower decks season three uh, mm-hmm. Brian will be back, so there'll be four of us but uh, you guys are welcome to come on if you want
1: Thank you, David. Uh, no, and Thanks for having know. me back I appreciate it uh, uh, I, I do want to give myself a little plug uh, yeah, if, absolutely. You go to my, go if you go to screenwriter.com you can check out some interviews I've done in the past with uh, Wim uh George Takei mm-hmm. Maria Sirtis, uh Denise Crosby and I think that's all the track people I've interviewed, but there's a lot of interviews on there as well including David Hasselhoff um, But yeah, so go check those out
2: Yeah, and Stuart, good for you guy hey well my my plugs i just i just interviewed robert picardo on stage at london comic-con like three weeks ago nice (laughs) 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 and Denise Crosby a few years ago and we've had a bunch of people on trek yards so love ships you love tech you love star trek reviews and just talking trek all the time trek yards on youtube go subscribe and uh part of our awesome community we'd really appreciate it
0: all right great yeah thank you guys so much for uh for joining and uh your plugs and hope we'll all talk again uh soon
1: awesome thanks sir
0: all right everyone thanks for watching live long and prosper one and all
1: guys i can't i can't do it